It's time for your daily cards. Joe Roderick and Bob Ramsey bring you your weekday Cardinals news and notes right here on Claves Online. Presented by Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Royal Banks of Missouri. Here's Joe and Rammer. And it's May 12th. Welcome on in to Daily Cards here on ClavesOnline.com. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey as we are presented to you by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, and Royal Banks of Missouri. Rammer, the Cardinals started off their uh, road trip this week with a win yesterday, 6-1 to in 11 innings over the Milwaukee Brewers. And it, it, was, a, uh, it was a really, really exciting game. You know, it was... Uh almost takes you back to uh to uh pre-juiced era games you know in the in the 70s and early 80s and even before that um two good pitching staffs going at each other um good defense displayed um yeah you're right it it was a really really good ball game and i want to tip my cap to joe roderick who had emphasized on yesterday's podcast um that there was some expectation that paul goldschmidt um, was ready to break out based on history, and um, uh, you nailed it. He was 0 for 4 up until that 11-inning home run, uh, so he, uh, you know, but Freddie Peralta pitched a heck of a game yesterday for the, uh, for the Brewers. Too. And You, you, you know, said don't I, sleep on him. Yeah, he, uh, he pitched a really good game, but you had the home run by Paul Goldschmidt. You had the home run by Tyler O'Neill to really pull it away and uh, and set the Cardinals uh, up to, out to that five-run lead in the 11th inning. Uh, but up until then, just a very, very good game all around. And you really saw Mike Schilt have to you know, manage his ass off yesterday in that game with some of the moves that he made and some of the risks that he took in, in that yeah. game. Um, I don't know if it is – I don't know how to – if it's fair to criticize or speculate on when he pulled KK in the sixth inning, if that was, I mean, it turned out to be the right move, but at the time I, I kind of scratched my head on it, but he was at 88 pitches. And well, the, uh, I, I didn't think he was um, particularly efficient uh, at that point. And um, like you, when it happened, I went, Oh, he's coming out. But then I go, yeah, if you believe like I do, and apparently Mike Schilt does, that your bullpen is one of your strengths. Why, why wait until, if you, here's the thing. If you wait until your starter fails, then you have failed as a manager. Yeah. And you, and anybody who tries to debate that I'd like to manage against you. You saw him go in the sixth inning to Ryan Helsley. And we have seen since Jordan Hicks has uh, went down with the injury, you have seen a very elevated role for Ryan Helsley, almost uh, given that right-handed that, that right-handed setup man spot. And it's kind of going back and forth between Helsley and Gallegos. And you saw both of them pitch yesterday. But I think it also, we, we talk about the managing, the risk-taking, going to Cody Whitley in, in the seventh inning and – putting that kind of pressure on Cody Whitley in a, in a game at the time, what was it? One, nothing then, or was it one, one at the time uh, when, when that happened? Yeah, it was, it was still one, nothing. The Brewers were, oh, were still up yeah. one, nothing in that, yeah. in that when they went to Cody Whitley, but that's a, that's a pretty high leverage spot to put Cody Whitley in, in, in that game, but you put him in there and he did, he did just fine and hit his inning of work. And then you hand things off to Gallegos and then to uh, Alex Reyes, who, 
it just continues to improve and improve and improve each time out. Alex Reyes has, he's been an all-star so far this year. So you hit several topics there. One, Cody Whitley and using your bullpen. If you recall, many of us in the media, maybe 100%, used to criticize Matheny and even LaRusa sometimes for having a picture and never. So um, Mike Schilt doesn't have guys on his team that he, that are, that, that he has no use for. That's what I see of him as a manager. Um, you're behind in the game. You've got to get a number of innings out of your bullpen. Um, you reset your bullpen, but that doesn't mean you want to grind. If you play a close game every night, you can't say, you know, Reyes and Gallegos and these guys are going to pitch every single night. You can't do it. You won't last till flag day to borrow from Clayus. So, um, but by the same token, the other part about the bullpen we can talk about is um, the philosophy of when you use your closer, especially at home, they, uh, 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 Council went to Hader. Um, I, I thought maybe an inning early, but I understood it. It was the heart of the order um, in an in a, a extremely close game, late in the game with pressure. Hey, if I don't use him now, I may never get the opportunity to use him. So I understand why he went to him. But later in the game, in extra innings, when you really needed him, you'd already used him. There's, there, I understand Council's dilemma there. He used him absolutely in what would have been an, a leverage situation late in the game. But it goes to show you, if you take good at bats, you make the team, you make your opponent grind that eventually you have a chance to face a weak link in their bullpen. And the Cardinals did, and they took advantage. Yeah, you knew going into the season that this Brewers bullpen of uh, Williams and Hayter was going to be nearly unhittable. And then the guy we saw yesterday, J.P. Frierson, came out, and he has been just as good as yeah. those two. So uh, their starting pitching really just needs to get you through the sixth inning to get to those three at the end of the game. But, yeah, after that, you see where the drop-off is and the Cardinals lit him up in the uh, in the 11th inning for those five runs. So the, uh, the I, I don't know, and this is, this is a few times now that they have gone to Reyes for more than three outs for a save or I guess in last night a win to, to finish a game. And we knew going into the season that Reyes, the, the, the goal was to get him to that 100-inning mark, 120 innings, whatever it was. So you're going to see him extended, but I also don't think that means you're going to see him in a game tonight if needed, right? Well, a couple of things there. I don't know for a fact, and I think um, I think we have uh, we've become ingrained uh, over the last well since you've been a professional, but this sort of gotcha media thing. I don't think that um, the Cardinals brought stone tablets down from the mountaintop and said, this guy's going to pitch 100 innings. I think what was said was that Reyes, at the time, Reyes was a candidate for the rotation, if you recall. And, but that if they could get him to 100, 125 innings, that's probably where we would max out. I don't believe that 
Mosaic or anybody else said, this is what we're gonna do. We will not vary from this. And I think we in the media need to get off this gotcha BS. The, uh, the I think, other- I think at the time it was not clear that this guy was going to be the closer no. or was going to be a starter. So let's don't bring that up anymore. And let's take, let's you and I be the watchdogs of the media, a self-anointed. And for people who try to throw that up there as the Cardinals are wrong or the Cardinals are lying or the Cardinals are full of it. I think we need to call out those members of the media by name. And I'm challenging you, Joe, to keep track. I'll keep track of that. Absolutely. Uh, one other thing, one other risky move that Mike Schilt made yesterday in the extra inning uh, frame when Yachty was the runner on second to start the yes. inning, he moved to third, which you would think, okay, we're, we're safe there with him at third. And then they put in Edmundo Sosa to run for Yachty in that situation. Would have made sense if they started the inning with Edmundo Sosa on second. I thought it was... I thought it was strange to wait until he was at third and a pitch into Harrison Bader's at bat to put him in there. And then that brought Andrew Kisner to uh, into the game in the extra innings, burning your, your backup catcher. It, it didn't hurt them by, by any means, but still a, a, a question, a, a decision that so, I think was questioned. So what would you have done? I, I would have started the inning with Edmundo Sosa on second. Me too. Yeah. But but then you're going to Kisner then. Yes, I, I think at that point in the game, you go to Kisner. That's that's the thing. I think waiting until he's at third, I think by the time you're at third, you just go, okay, Yachty's at third. You hope that a fly ball that he can tag up on that. Now, here's, here's the thing to defend what I would call that late decision. As you're sitting and watching, you're going, uh, a better runner maybe gets us how many steps? Two, three, four steps, which means... It gives you a little more, um, a little uh, uh, increases your opportunity with a more shallow fly ball. I, though, would have made the move with his second base, knowing that with a base hit, I'm sending Sosa. Mm -hmm. With Yachty, it would probably take you two hits. Not always, but more likely two hits. So you and I agree, and... Uh, and I think they eventually made the change and, and uh, uh, to what you and I would consider, air quotes here, the right move. The uh, but just slower. Let's, uh, let's talk about tonight's game. The Cardinals will send John Gant to the mound against Brandon, Brandon Woodruff. And I saw, I saw Randy Carricker tweeting about this last night. Rammer, I think that you would agree with, uh, with him. And that's that Paul DeYoung cannot be batting fifth anymore. Paul DeYoung 0 for 4 yesterday. His average has dropped to 180 uh, on the season. He is struggling. And to put him there for Nolan Arenado does not help the top four in the order. No, um, I think that I agree. Here is, um, here is a manager's dilemma. How do you put people in a position to be successful and when somebody's going bad, how do you not bury them emotionally? And I know the cynics among us would say, you're making a lot of money, suck it up. As Tony La Russa also said many times, men, not machines. But I agree, we, I think we've hit the tipping point. And I think you have to let your players know 
particularly the bottom three spots or bottom four spots in the batting order, these spots are going to be fluid probably most of the year. Guys, you're my guys. No one wants to get buried, but I want to put uh, uh, hitters in a lineup, best opportunity to be successful and enhance our lineup one through eight. I, and I believe Mike Shields, my understanding is, I haven't been in the clubhouse in a while, like most of us have not, but is that he is a pretty good communicator. Uh, to me, I think it's time to hit him eight. Maybe you soften the blow, hit him seventh for a few days because Bader is youth, used to hitting eight. And uh, then the question is, do you go Neil five or Molina five? I go to Molina five because he's not going to strike out very much, although the first at bat was awful. I mean, it was the worst at bat he's taken all season. Um, having said that, Molina's my guy for the time being hitting fifth. If O'Neill can make enough contact um, and put more balls into play, like, like generally he has been, I think he could move there. But those two guys, five, six, are what I would do. I would go Molina, O'Neill, Bader, uh, DeYoung for tonight. If I'm going to bet... Let's have a milkshake bet. If he moves him, I don't think he moves him lower than seventh today. I, I could see that being the case for uh, for today, putting him seventh in the order. If he is in the order, maybe a day off is, uh, yeah. is something you yeah, can give him as, as well. And then you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about where you put him in, right. the, uh, in the lineup. Before we talk about our friends at Royal Banks, just a few other news and notes that you might yep. have missed yesterday. The Cardinals announced that they are going to double capacity starting next Friday May 21st for the Cubs and Cardinals series going from 14,000 to 28,000 in attendance. So more tickets will be on sale. Also the Cardinals announced today that tickets for some of the June games are going on sale this Friday. So a lot more tickets will be available and um, tickets for more games will also be available. And more opportunities uh, with the Cardinal programs, go, go to their website for the details about the opportunities to get a vaccine, which in theory, if you want more people at the ballpark, we need more people vaccinated. And um, uh, let's let's keep this ball rolling. And maybe maybe by the 4th of July, we're full capacity. Uh, I, that might be a little ambitious, but um, um, I, I'm for it. That it, as you speak of opportunities, I heard Danny Mack the other day talking about job opportunities at Bush Stadium as well with the concession stands. So there are uh, there are jobs available too at Bush Stadium. You can work and watch the Cardinal games at the same time. Well, we might not be watching Cardinal games this weekend because there has been a COVID outbreak amongst the San Diego Padres, Fernando Tatis Jr., um, the um, uh, oh, uh, Will Myers. Uh, and uh, Eric Hosmer all have been pulled out of the games due to a positive COVID test. They play today. A doubleheader is scheduled today for them against the Rockies. They are off on Thursday. The Cardinals are supposed to be in San Diego on Friday. So something to uh, just keep a lookout for. I know the games are in San Diego, but if you're, you know, looking ahead to watching that yeah. series, it might not happen. We'll talk about that well, more as we know more it, tomorrow. As we know more, and I saw some reports, and they were very early reports, and so um, verifying those and, and getting some of the details that I think a couple of those players had already been vaccinated, and so it could be false positives, 
And uh, but they're going on airing on the side of caution, which is very good. And I think everybody uh, everybody appreciates that. But um, it might be a day early to suggest that none of those guys will be back for the weekend. And hopefully there maybe there were some false positives and everybody's healthy. And that's that would be the best outcome. This has been Daily Cards presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and also Rammer, our friends at Royal Banks. Royal Banks of Missouri for over 50 years. That's right. Over half a century, Royal Banks has been your neighborhood bank and they continue to grow, but keep that personal feel. That's why they talk about their service. Better service means better banking. They've gone across the river into Jerseyville and Granite City, and it's the same great service, even in Illinois. Royal Banks of Missouri. Again, better service means better banking. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. He's Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Daily Cards here on ClaybsOnline.com. Enjoy the game tonight. St. Louis Acura is celebrating 35 years with Acura. So we're giving you some unprecedented offers, like the all-new 2022 Acura MDX. Get 1.9% financing for up to 60 months and 1,000 in loyalty and conquest offers or get 0% financing on the redesigned 2021 TLX for up to 60 months and $2,500 in loyalty conquest offers. St. Louis Acura, committed to becoming better than ever for you.